Welcome to the Alignment Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Samara Lane, the self-trust queen. And today I'm going to give you a quick rundown of how I led myself through an anxious attachment flare-up earlier this week. I, a few days ago, noticed like an old anxious attachment wound that was triggered by someone I deeply, deeply care about. And my mind was racing, my hands were shaking, and I was like, okay, as a coach and someone who helps people through this, I am also a human. I get triggered sometimes too. I get to now practice what I preach. And so I wanted to drop in here and share with you what was my process How did this look? How did this sound? How did this feel? And give you some loving reminders and nuggets around this wisdom. Because the truth is, we all are going to get triggered sometimes. And this could be about a romantic relationship. This could be about a relationship with a friend or family member. It could be around a work colleague, a boss, a team member. But nothing triggers us quite like our relationships with other people. And so here's a loving reminder that if you have been feeling triggered by what someone said or did recently or didn't say or didn't do that you wish they would have, this is your loving reminder that this is this person is actually one of your teachers. And they are basically unconsciously, of course, holding up a mirror to show you something about yourself that still needs to be acknowledged or honored or loved or nurtured or healed or moved through in some way. None of us get out of here alive (laughs) and none of us um, go through our life without these experiences and these lessons. So here was my process. First, I acknowledged that I was feeling triggered And I was ruminating and therefore I was in the thick of an anxiety or trauma response. Uh, Notice how your triggers feel to you. Do you feel angry? Do you feel anxious? Do you feel scared? Are you in your head? Do you feel like you can't catch your breath? Do you feel like you need to go take action right then and there and tell that person what you really think? Do you feel like you need to run? Do you feel like you need to grasp and cling? What does it feel like for you? What are the experiences? What are the responses you typically tend to have? Whatever it is, this is good information because without awareness, we can't possibly break the cycle. So it is good to become aware of this. This is helpful. This is data. And so treat it as such without any judgment of you or anyone else. So first is acknowledging how you're feeling. And if you can go that deep in the moment, you can even get curious about where might this really be coming from? What might this really be about? Where am I feeling unsafe or vulnerable or uncertain or scared? What might this really be about? And number two, my process was self-soothing and radical acceptance. So I let my muscles relax. I like... Oh, like let your body go limp like a noodle. I breathed deeply and leaned into the, into the sensations in my body. I let my body cry as long as it wanted. I was in the privacy of my own home. So this is something I could do right then and there. Sometimes we, we do these kind of inner work steps later at our soonest opportunity. Sometimes we do it right then and there. 
I let my body cry as I as long as it wanted to without assigning any negative meaning or significance to that experience. Like really um like shadow work, like really letting my body cry. I chose compassionate self-talk and I played with the wording of how I was talking to myself until I landed on whatever felt soothing. So on this occasion, it sounded like saying to myself, it's okay to feel this way. This isn't like before. You are safe now. I am here. I love you no matter what. And I also said to myself, even when I feel vulnerable, I choose to love myself. Even when I feel vulnerable, I choose to love myself. So I'm not even talking about anyone or anything outside of me. I'm just talking to myself, about myself, for myself. This is about our relationship with ourselves. When there's emotions that have come up or old patterns, it's about our relationship with ourselves. We don't have to do or say or be anything to or for anyone else. It's just about us. And sometimes... This also looks like letting myself cry and share openly with the person I am with. If I am with a safe person and it's, and I feel comfortable and I, well, I don't always feel comfortable doing this, but if it's a safe person, like really opening up and sharing, I'm noticing myself having these, these feelings and these thoughts right now and letting them know. The only thing to be mindful of is if you suspect or know that you have relationship anxiety or relationship OCD, that notice if you are, if you could be falling into reassurance seeking. But for anxious attachment wounds specifically, um, this is this is separate and not always the same. It doesn't always overlap with relationship OCD or anxiety. For anxious attachment wounds specifically like say with a romantic partner or a friend or something, uh, how we he- part of how we heal them is we do give our partner the opportunity to hear what we're going through, what we're experiencing, and to either reassure us if they're up for that or let us know lovingly like I'm not available for whatever reason. They might not be available to reassure you in that moment. That's okay too. But at least we're giving them the opportunity right? So that that's specifically for anxious attachment wounds, which is a form of insecure attachment if we're talking about attachment theory. Sometimes there's overlap there with relationship anxiety. Sometimes there's not. And so we want to use discretion and make sure that we're not feeding into compulsions, right? Constantly um, asking for reassurance, right? Instead of doing the inner work and actually soothing ourselves. That's the difference. So step three, the third thing I did in my process was I didn't wait to feel perfectly fine and okay before I re-engaged with the world around me. So I came back into the present moment. My nervous system was still in a heightened state. I still felt a little uncomfortable. I wouldn't, I, I, I didn't feel necessarily safe yet as far as how my nervous system was feeling, even though cognitively, mentally, I knew that I totally was. But I still went back to doing whatever I'd normally be doing in my day. And because I did this and I didn't obsess over how I was feeling or just stay in it or just stay in the thoughts or act from it, my nervous system was able to continue to downregulate on its own until I felt peaceful again. Sometimes that takes minutes, sometimes that takes hours. 
And it's just our body's natural process. When we do things from a place of anxiety or high emotion, we interrupt that process. And then we can become dependent on these behaviors to make us feel okay. And so that's the cycle that we're breaking. This is freedom. This is power. This is inner peace. So it's not about never feeling triggered ever again, right? So often when I work with my clients that are in a high anxiety um, state around something in their life, whether it's a relationship or their business or, or in their workplace or something else, they, there's almost like this desire of like, I just don't want to feel this way anymore. And as a, it becomes a fear of fear, right? Like I, I can't, I don't want to ever feel anxiety again. I don't want to feel this way anymore. How can I make it stop? This actually gives the anxiety power. And it's not about never feeling uncomfortable again. We're human. We're all going to feel uncomfortable sometimes. That's a part of life. It's about how we respond. It's about building up our confidence and our resiliency and our toolkit and our self-awareness and our self-knowing and our ability to self-soothe so that there's no reason to even be afraid of being triggered anymore because no matter what, we know we're going to get through it. We trust ourselves. We have the tools to actually move through it and we feel okay. You won't always feel perfect and amazing, but there's a part of you that's now strengthened, that's come to this level of mastery where you know you're going to be okay. So it's about how you respond to the trigger, not the trigger itself. Healing is a spiral. It's not a straight line. You heal one thing and then you go around the spiral again and you come back to it. Oh, there's another layer of this to heal. Sometimes it's when things, events happen in our lives like an experience of loss or grief or a life transition of some kind with school or work or household or relationships or whatever it is. Sometimes there's an external trigger that can be kind of a a catalyst for a a new level of the spiral that we now get to heal us on a new level. It doesn't mean you're stuck or that you're doing anything wrong or that you're not healing. It's that actually, and maybe I've talked about this before, (laughs) you are healing a new level of this. This is good. This is how it works. So here's your invitation, your reminder to embrace the new layers of healing that are ready for you. And even if it's just quietly to yourself in your head, thank the people, the teachers in your life that sometimes trigger you. It's not an excuse or a condonement for um, abuse or mistreatment. There's never an excuse or a place for those things. However, We are going to get triggered sometimes. People are going to make mistakes, people even who are safe and love us. And so this is about coming back to how do I treat myself when I am triggered? How do I nurture my relationship with myself and come back to me even when it feels like the last thing I want to do? There you have it. Thank you so much for tuning into Alignment Unleashed. I didn't even mention this, but I have a cold. If you don't notice, my voice is a little different. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for your reviews. And you can always learn more in the show notes below. Till next time, this is Samara. Samara.